So like I said, I'm not Papa K, I'm Bitter Bill, <laughs> because you need to do this right after this freaking podcast. Thank you. Good day. I said good day, sir. us as we boldly go into the darkness to be the light as we kick off episode number 61 of the promo upfront podcast i'm one of your hosts bill petrie with me as always the field marshal of the flotilla the staff sergeant of staffing the one and only kirby hossman kirby how the kashakton are you I'm doing well, doing well. Uh, the trend has continued that Wednesday as we record this has become like my crazy day. Um, but honestly, that's been really good. We've, uh, we, you know, it's one of those where because we're trying to be proactive, opportunities have been uh, plentiful and that yeah. is exciting. That's not something we're hearing all over the place. So anytime that's the case, it goes back to the saying, I would say, if I'm bored, I'm poor. Well, yep. I'm, I'm, I'm not bored. So that's a good, thing. good. So, so I'm doing that's well. How about you? Doing good. Uh, for the first time in a long time, I'm really ready for a three day weekend. It's very rare that I'm mm. like, man, I'm kind of ready to just reset the, the, the engines a little bit. And I really am. So yeah. th this is whenever we record, it's kind of starts. I wouldn't say it starts to fade into the weekend, <laughs> but this week it sure the hell is. So <laughs> that's fair. Um, I'm, I'm ready to get uh, charged up. And speaking of being charged up, Kirby, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we all know how important sustainability is. And, and so many people in our industry really talk the talk, but not everybody walks the walk. I think we know that, especially when it comes to marrying sustainable promo to elegant design. Now, this is where I'm proud today that we get to talk about our good pals over at Hirsch Gift and their partnership with a company called Nimble. Now, if you haven't heard of Nimble, you sure should have. They have created a new path for personal tech as they are climate neutral certified a number 1% for the planet member, which means 1% of their annual revenue goes to environmental nonprofits and they're a certified B corporation. Mm, that's wow. a lot, yeah. but that's not all. They have got ridiculous style in their products. Now, right here, if you're watching on uh, camera, I am holding a Nimble Champ Portable Charge 10K. It packs, and you can see the size of this thing. It's about the size of a credit card. Not as thick, it's thicker than a credit card, obviously, but it's about the size of a credit card. It packs 10,000 milliamps of power. You can charge your phone three times. Now for Kirby, that would last him like five months. <laughs> he never right. uses a phone, right? <laughs> it's got 18 watts of fast charge, and it's made with 72% post-consumer recycled plastic, mm. all with great style and amazing branding. And now, Kirby, first thing when we got on the podcast before we hit record, you're like, man, check this out. Yeah. Yeah, I was really excited to get this in. The packaging also really nice, oh, as yeah. a, you know, very eco-friendly as well. But yeah, super small. Um, as, I mean, it fits in your hand like a tiny thing, and the branding is beautiful as well. So elegant, powerful, and as you said, I can't believe it has ten thousand milliamps. So really cool. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. Bottom line, Nibble is the only phone accessory brand on the market with a fully one hundred percent sustainable business model. Heck, what I think I love, love about this, they've included a gray envelope, which I'm now holding in my hand, yeah. a little gray envelope for recycling old electronics because they're dedicated to responsibly recycling the e-waste of their customers. They have drop-off locations all over the United States. Heck, Hirsch is even one of them. 
you live in the Houston area. It's super cool. So you need to learn more about this brand. So head over to hg-promo.com slash nimble, N-I-M-B-L-E. Really great product. I mean, and we know the folks at Hirsch a long time, great people there, uh, Peter and Paul Hirsch, uh, Brittany Frizzay and Joshua Pospisil, just great, great folks. Uh, I'm just floored by this awesomeness. And before we get to the promo of front part of the section of this podcast that you get to talk about Kirby. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about something else about Hirsch. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd be tone deaf, as we always say, if we didn't touch on uh, the devastating hurricane that just hit uh, Louisiana and Mississippi, uh, yeah. where that, that region has had a, its fair share over the last 15, 20 years. Yeah. Um, and of course, Hirsch gift, once again, as they did in Hurricane Harvey in Houston, and as they've done for any disaster in that Southeast uh, area, they are collecting products for relief, t-shirts, power banks, flashlights, bottled water and water bottles, toiletries, adult and children's diapers, feminine hygiene products, games and puzzles, towels and blankets, cleaning products, over-the-counter medications like Tylenol, NyQuil, things like that. If you'd like to get involved, go ahead and email idarelief at hirschgift.com. They'll tell you what to do. They're trying to get everything in their warehouse by September 7th. So the turnaround is super quick here. So if you're listening to this, when it drops on a Friday morning, today's the day. Yeah. Take some time. You're not doing a whole lot anyway. You're pretending to work because you have a three-day weekend. <laughs> Take an hour, find the stuff in your sample room. You don't need any more. Get uh, email idarelief at hirschgift.com and send it to them immediately, please. Yeah. yeah, it's a really cool thing. And I know this is uh, almost like separate from the idea it of is. the sponsorship. This is truly like a, a, a legitimate topic. And one of those moments yep. where it always makes me feel good to, to be in this industry when, because when something like this happens, uh, we tend to wrap. And that's, that's exciting. It reminds me, we are an industry of good people. We are in, in, in we're a society of good people. And so, uh, there's your, your pre promo up front. (laughs) Thank you to Hirsch gift for doing everything they are for the hurricane Ida relief. All right, Kirby, you've got the upfront section of the podcast. Why don't you upfront us up? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I've got several topics today and if we want to go quick on some of these, that's fine. And we can get to um, more if you want, but it was funny. I had another one almost set up, but then I literally got the email from PPB magazine, PPAI. Uh, today, as we are recording this, they just announced their new rising stars list. I don't know if you've had a chance to see that yet. Uh, I've not Bill. seen it. I mean, it literally just came out. I started smiling because I was like, I have promo up front today. <laughs> no, I have no idea. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, this is actually, and I'm, I'm not going to go through the entirety of the list. Um, mm-hmm. I know several people on the list as do you. Um, and it, this is one of my favorite lists every year. Like, and, and we talk, I know we tend to kind of spend a few minutes on, you know, the, the top 40 or this, or yeah. the, you know, most influential and all that sort of thing. But for whatever reason, the rising stars list always brings me great hope. Um, cause it's one of those where, um, this shows the future and the path of the, of the industry. And it also introduces me to, because I said, I know several people on the list, but there's a bunch of people I don't know. And that always excites me too, because I get to get to, um, get to kind of get to know them. I want to reach out to them. So, um, a couple of people that I know, you know, um, and there's probably several on here that, you know, that I don't, but Kara Keister, who, okay. um, yeah, we've, with OPA and all that sort of thing. Yeah, social good promotions. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm literally scrolling through them as I look. You got Brandon Petrich with Ed Promo Every Day. You got um, uh, Michael Williams from uh, AZX, um, who's somebody mm-hmm. who I, I've known a little bit. So it's a, it, again, and there's a ton of other folks on the list. 
I'm trying to look for the, the one rep from Snugs, who I know as well. Um, she does a great job. So I'm literally trying to look at this as I go through. So this well, is a scrolling, great list. Let me, let me take some heat off you. Yeah. Uh, always love the rising stars list. And, um, you know, I, I obviously I know Kara, I know Brandon very well worked with him from a corner yep. and, and he has done uh, such a fantastic job of, you know, from what I've seen, uh, stepping into the role of really kind of being the face of that organization. Right. And, and so definitely deserving there. And yeah. I, I, like you, I enjoy looking at that rising stars list. Um, yeah. it, it gives you hope. It gives you also kind of gives you pause to think, okay, what can I be doing that they're doing? Right. Um, yeah. So I love it's that. really, really cool stuff. Yeah. Sabrina France is the person I was trying to get right. my head around. Um, and she's an outside sales rep as well. So it's a great yeah. list. So congratulations to everybody on the list. We don't have to spend a lot of time on it, but this is one that I always think is really cool. So congrats. No, it's, to everybody. A, it's okay. It's better than a waning moon list. The rising star list, always <laughs> better than the waning moon list. I love it. All right, cool. All right. I've got a quick one, but I, I just, I, I'm, I have a, in the spirit of Papa K, <laughs> I've got a little bit of a public service announcement. Okay, I right? love it. All right. So I don't know if you've seen this, Kirby. There is a flotilla of 44 container ships mm. outside the port of Los Angeles right now. Now, yes. I know we've talked about this before. So fine, hit fast forward for two minutes. Actually, don't. Don't do that. Um, the supply chain issues are going to get a ton worse. We've talked about it before and they're going to get a lot worse before they get better. I mean, when, when you see toy manufacturers saying in late August, early September, Hey parents, there's going to be hot toys this year and there's not going to be product. They're warning them three months in advance. You know, it's a problem. So I've got a public service announcement, Kirby. After you listen to this podcast, contact your clients immediately. I don't care what else you have to do today contact them immediately. This is one of those free touch points. We always talk about how do we sell without selling? This is selling without selling. Yep. Be a partner. Explain to them that the supply chain right now, it's not stretched. Folks, it's broken. And we don't know how to fix it. We don't know how long it's going to take to fix it. We don't know the things we'd have to do to fix it. We just know it's really broken. So like I said, I'm not Papa K, I'm Bitter Bill <laughs> because you need to do this right after this freaking podcast. Thank you. Good day. I said, good day, sir. That's, you know, it is, um, it's great advice. Um, so Papa Bill, great job. Um, no, Bitter Bill. You're Papa <laughs> K, I'm Bitter Bill. Well, it's, it, but one of the things I would say I actually had a conversation with a, a person looking to get back into the industry today. And she was, she's heard from the outside in about the inventory issues. And she's like, yeah. is, you know, is it even possible to sell right now? And it was, it was an interesting conversation because I said, as in her perspective was during the pandemic, clients were open-minded about it because it was, everything was so weird. She said, I think by now they're probably getting impatient, getting impatient. Mm -hmm. And what I said was, if you are continually communicating, I actually think people are very open to the message because they see it everywhere. I feel like mm -hmm. people are hesitating to get it out there because they don't want to be the bearer of bad news because that's always yeah. the, you just don't want to be that person all the time. No. But this is one of those moments where you can't get a car, you can't get bread, you can't get lumber, you can't, right. and I'm not trying to, like, this isn't, the sky is falling. No. I'm just saying that, like, clients go, Oh, okay. That makes sense. And if nothing else, what I'm telling them is just have a plan A, a plan B and a plan C. So if that one jacket that you want, 
somebody comes in and yep. buys it all, you've already got your contingency plans in place. And I think having that conversation, like you said, it's selling without selling. Yeah. And, and the other thing I would say, you know, you'd said, if you don't want to be the bearer of bad news, if you don't want to be the bearer of bad news, get out of sales, <laughs> quit your job now and go do something else. Because if you're only there to, to give good news and, and right. share rainbows and lollipops, you don't live in reality. Right. You're not a partner. You're just a salesperson then. Right. You want to be a partner. You give good news. You give bad news. You do it professionally. You do it timely. You do it with empathy. And you do it with a solution in hand. Well, I was, Thank th you. Th that's the last one. Is I was literally going to say, bad news is fine as long as you come with a solution. Yep. And yep. I think that's the key. And I, I think your advice is spot on. Well, thank you very much, Kirby. I appreciate that vote of confidence from Papa K. <laughs> All right. Well, it, it leads nicely. I wasn't going to go into okay. this next, but it leads really nicely into my next topic. So Yes, sir. Um, so I actually wrote down, it's actually hard to come up with mm -hmm. topics right now that don't mm -hmm. involve inventory, the vaccine, or supply yep. chain issues. Right? I know. Um, everyone's freaking out. So- it occurred to me, and, and I have, like, this is one of those where I'm going to pop it on you, but if I'll go first so that you can think about it if you want me to. But this seems like one of those times where we hear all the time that never uh, waste a good crisis, right? Mm -hmm. And so if everybody on the planet is either head in the sand about uh, supply chain mm -hmm. issues, or they're just bitching and moaning, which I'm seeing a lot of that, mm -hmm. right? How do we take advantage of this new crisis? And again, not in a manipulative way, but as a brand, right. how do we say, mm -hmm. all right, what are some things we can do during this challenging time mm -hmm. to set ourselves and our clients up for success so that, so that they start looking at us like, okay, they don't just get us pens, they help us do business. So, so I, again, I have a couple listed. I'll go first. Okay, go ahead. I, I'll, I don't mind going first. Because it's very interesting. I, I wrote a blog. I have a blog that's going to post on Monday on Labor Day specifically about work. And how do you, in, in the subtext of it is, how do you sell when you don't have product? Mm -hmm. When you so don't have product, how do you do that? So my thought behind your topic, the first thing I would do is try to find time and find a way to actually meet with your clients, whether it's yeah. through Zoom, whether it's on the phone or in person. And say, you know, here's the reality. It's kind of the conversation we just talked about. Here's yep. the reality. We can't fix it. There's no one at this table that can fix it. Right. What we can do is mitigate it. And, and it would be a combination of let's create a calendar of what you think next year looks like. Knowing things are change, going to change positively, negatively, all that. Let's at least get a calendar so that we can use that and back up when we need to really start looking for product. Because where it used to be, four weeks. Now we're looking at four months. Okay. Yeah. Number two, I love what you said, have a, you know, if you want a specific sweatshirt, great. It's good to want. We'll <laughs> find the right, the one you hopefully will find the one you want, but we're, let's find the ones that you still like. Maybe they're not ideal. They're not perfect, but they're still going to be great promo items, right? Yeah. Have a couple backup plans yep. in case inventory falls through. I think the other thing uh, you can do to maximize and like you said, not take advantage of the crisis, but it's really a great time for everybody. If you're not spending as much time selling as you used to, especially for you sole proprietors or sole solopreneurs or small businesses, even large businesses, it's a great time to look at your brand 
Mm. It's a great time to look at your marketing. Mm. What, you know, what's the, what, what's good marketing versus effective marketing? Does my brand still communicate the values that I want it to communicate? What does my website look like? How am I driving inbound leads? It's a really good time. Anytime there's downtime, that's a really good time to start working on your business and in your business. It's a really good time to do that. So those are the things that immediately came to mind. Those are good. I'm sure we're going to get off this podcast. I'm going to have like seven more, but yeah. you, you had advantage, Dr. K, <laughs> you got. No, it's actually, those are really good. I love the idea of the calendar. That, I hadn't thought of that. I think that's really, really good um, to think. To, again, that shows- yeah. And it shows that you're really thinking through their business from mm-hmm. their eyes. I, I think that's really good. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, theory, seriously, how far away to be, or are we from saying to a client, um, we need to start looking at Christmas 2023 in three months. And I'm not yeah. joking. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, no, I, I think, continue, I, I'm sorry. No, it's good. I, I think that that's really good. I think it's funny about the website thing, because I hadn't thought about that either. Um, it, it, when the initial pandemic shutdown happened, that's immediately, I was like, okay, we're going to double down on content. We're going to take a look at the website. We're going to do those things. This is an interesting time to do that. I think it, and this doesn't work for every distributor, but like for some. Uh, so like, mm-hmm. uh, can you get some inventory in-house? If Mm -hmm. you are a decorator, right? Like if you are a decorator and you're like, like, so just use ourselves as an example. We invested Mm -hmm. in a little sublimation printer so we could do some t-shirts and some sweatshirts. Well, guess what? I bought some sweatshirts recently because I'm like, well, come November and decorators Mm -hmm. can't do it in time. And we're struggling with this. I'm going to have some and say, well, if you absolutely have to have it, I've got this. Um, This is what I I got. Yeah, exactly. Um, I also invested a little bit extra in paper because we're doing some printing in house. Mm-hmm. I probably got three months worth of paper because there's paper shortages too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so having extra inventory, if that makes sense for you on hand, um, so that you can provide a solution. That was that was one. Um, it, it sounds simple, and it's simple, not easy. But be on top of inventory with your top partners. Um, mm-hmm. Be checking that on a regular basis. Um, no question. You know, like literally one of the things I've been trying to reach out and say, give me one item, give me one item. Mm-hmm. You're super deep in inventory <laughs> so mm-hmm. that I can literally just proactively just literally be a salesperson. Hey, if you right. want something, this is deep in inventory and right. I can't guarantee you how long. Um, right. Because, and then quite simply is going back to the basics of thinking through a marketing appreciation, branding campaign in a, in a campaign way, mm-hmm. a proactive way and say, this is, you know, you're not just like, so you want some blankets. It's much more like we want to create this campaign and here, like, I love the question. And I think I first heard it from Bobby Lee, who, um, is, how do we want this campaign to make them feel? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's in, I think that's the first person I heard it from. It, that's, we need to start thinking that conversation because it leads us back to, well, how do we want them to feel? Okay, so here are three to five items that might make them feel that way. And then you can only present things that you feel confident in with inventory and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love that one. And I've always used the, the phrase too. And, and I don't know if I stole it from Bobby or whatever, but you know, I always look in terms of when we were talking about branding earlier, what emotion do you want to elicit yeah. from your target audience when they see your brand? Same thing yeah. with the promotional product. What do you want that target audience, that recipient to ultimately feel when right. they're holding that product? And I love that. One last thing I thought of, it's a really good time also to study your competition. Mm. What are they doing? 
not just what are they doing that, oh, they're doing the same things we are. What are they doing that makes you insanely jealous? Like, <laughs> I wish I could do that. Mm, that's and then figure out a way to do something that will make them insanely jealous. Right, right. Yeah, I think that, that that's really it is thinking about this intentionally. And mm-hmm. uh, as I said, zigging when other people are zagging to try and uh, use this opportunity to you know, well, there's grow your presence. There may not be products to sell right now. There may, or there are not all the products. There are still products to sell. Yes, maybe not the ones you want to sell. Right. There's always something to do. Right. And if you find yourself with idle hands, I think we just gave you some really good tactical ideas to employ immediately. And I'd love to hear in the comments, what people are doing that we haven't thought of. Yes. You know, that they have, I, I would really love that. I, I mean, let's build a community with this. I think this is a really important one. Well, it is Kirby, because I think we're all living, yeah. we're all living in this world. So we might as well be successful. No, no kidding. How are yeah, we? We're about, we're about 20 minutes in. Okay. So let's talk about this. I, I called you the field marsh or the staff sergeant of staffing. And I wanted to, to talk about this, you know, staffing challenges are still persisting. People oh, yeah. are having a hard time hiring people. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've been to restaurants, I've been to places where it's like, there's nobody here to help me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we, I'm not here to talk about the grace we should have. We should, we, mm-hmm. if you don't know that by now, again, just don't listen, <laughs> but you should have grace, but you know, people can't find good help. You know, they, um, they can't find uh, workers I need, but they also need, you know, employers need to look at it. You know, when I hear employers say, I can't find the workers I need, they need to add um, at what the wages I'm willing to pay. Of course. I think that's a big question too. So how do we fix this? And I've got a couple here. I don't mind going first because I wrote them down uh, or if you'd like to go first, but I think it's time for employers to step up their game a little bit. But I love your thoughts on what employers can specifically do to help with this employee crisis. Yeah, I, I think- if you want uh, me to go I, first, I'll go No, first. I don't. It's, it, I don't because this is something I've been thinking about, about a lot. Um, so I think that this is actually, a, a, I'm super curious to see how uh, hiring evolves over this period, because just oh, yeah. like- we can zig when we zag about our competitors. The same is true with hiring. We're seeing more no creative um, ways to um, hire folks and keep mm-hmm. people on and all that sort of thing. I mean, and what, what it's really taught me is while I think number one is we can all try and up our game based on what we can pay. Mm-hmm. But I think many of us, many small business owners are going, dude, I'm paying what I can pay, right? Like, well, and, and that's... That's Absolutely. a challenge. Sometimes that's the case. I'm not saying, okay, everybody needs to raise their, their, their wages, but there are some that, okay, yeah. maybe you've gotten away for a long time paying a substandard wage. And maybe people are just like, I'm not going to do that hundred percent that wage. Yeah. hundred percent. I think that is the number one thing they've got to reevaluate. Yep. But I will say the other thing it's taught me is that it, it isn't all about the money because no. the highest paying pe- uh, organizations in our region are still trying to hire people. Right. So it isn't like, you know what I mean? If no. that was it, they would not be hiring. Everybody else would, if that makes sense. So it's not Agreed. just no. about that. Yeah, absolutely. And so the other thing I would say is just back to, we, we have the conversation about culture. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I, before we started recording, we're talking about somebody who I know was being paid well and they left their job. And this is mm-hmm. a really good working person. And yep. because they didn't like the culture and, and, and what is really interesting now is if you are good, if you are a good worker and you've all, you know, always been employed and all that sort of thing, you know, you can get another job 
just like that. And so I think culture has become even more important, flexibility, work from home, all that stuff. And so I think those are the things that pop into my head. Couldn't agree more. I I think you, you know, you hit the nail on the head with culture. I I didn't have that list because to me, that's so obvious, but we should talk about culture. And, you know, we know, we both know people in this industry who've left their jobs during the pandemic because they didn't like what was going on. Yeah. It wasn't that they lost their jobs because they were bad at it. They lost their jobs because the job, you know, the culture was crappy, but here are a couple of things I thought of for employers to step up their game a little bit. Number one, make the job better. And what I mean by that is you improve wages, maybe improve benefits, improve safety, respect, whatever it is, but maybe it starts with creating a really robust recognition program Mm because that absolutely helps with retention and hiring. People feel appreciated. They like working period. Mm -hmm. Number two, be transparent about what the job offers. I am so tired of, you know, people, employers being super vague. Uh, so they have the bargaining flexibility. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to know, well, how much did you make? Yeah. Oh, okay. We can pay that. You know, the, yeah. the, that, that silliness with the, uh, the, you know, the job offers is dumb. But I think the most important one is you kind of look at the qualifications. Does the job really, mm. really require a college degree? Right. Does it really require five to seven years of experience? Yeah. And, and, and I think if, if employers would focus more on hiring for talent, yeah. hiring for hunger, hiring for desire, hiring for culture. More. Yeah. Couldn't agree I mean, more. To me. So it's that, that last one's actually the most important one. Really look at what you're, you know, I've, every organization I've worked for, every job description is based on the previous one. So these things, it's, it's like a starter bread that's been, uh, you know, the yeast has been used for a hundred years. Don't we just keep putting it there because that's what we've always done. Right. Do you need, if you want a salesperson, do they really need a four-year college education? Maybe they do. If it's a technical product, I can't imagine they would, but maybe they do. They don't. But I doubt it. I'd rather hire a guy or a gal who's hungry and is uh, friendly and, and again, hire for culture, hire for culture. Can't say it again. Hire for culture, hire for culture. The other thing that I've found, and we've made a little adjustment here is, um, and I don't think you and I've talked about this, but um, I've made an adjustment for my internal team. Um, So that we're starting to, you know, I've had a base salary or whatever. Well, now they're getting a percentage of gross margin on every order they manage. Now it's a small percentage, but they all get the same amount. And I found that they're all, it's like they all were doing a good job before but I feel like, man, they're excited to get a big project now that'll be a pain right. because they know they get some well, reward on the back end. And so that's and gives, getting them rowing in the same direction. It gives them a feeling of ownership too. Yes. I'm really part of this. Yeah. I impact my paycheck now. Yeah. Yeah. So big that's thing. been a little thing recently that I've done that I think, again, I think there's a lot that is going to change in hiring that I think, I think is mm-hmm. an interesting topic. All right. I've got a couple more, but it sounds like we're out of time. I think we're, we're about out of time. Out of time. We'll, we'll save those for next week. That's our, that's our tease. Whoa, <laughs> that is a professional level tease. All oh right, Kirby. <laughs> now, now let's, let's head off to the party in the back. Now, oh, you no. like, yeah, now there was a time, I think about a year ago, we played a game in the party in the back where my kids who were at home at the time gave me words that they used. And I quizzed you if you knew these words. Awesome. I'm not going to do that again, but we okay. had such a good time, Kirby. Um, 
I, I went looking in my dictionary and I found some actual English language words. Okay. And what I'm going to ask you to do, have you ever played the game Balderdash? I've heard of it. I don't know. That okay. So it's it. basically a game where you're given an actual word and you have to create a definition for it. And people vote on the, the best one. We're kind of going to play that game. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a funny word, a word that you may or may not know the meaning, Kirby. And I'd like you to use it in a sentence as you believe it should be used. As you, you know, when you hear the word, you're going to immediately think what you think it means. I want you to do that. Are you ready? We'll start easy. We're going to start okay, so, super easy. So, just so I'm clear, I just want to make sure yeah. I understand. So if I know the word, then I can just use it the way that I think it's supposed to be used. Correct. Or And, and then Whether if you I know, don't, the, then I still just make do it that. up. Okay. Yeah, just right. make it up. I'll do so my Let's best. start with an easy one. Schmooze. I like you look, tell, why don't you tell us what that means, what you think it means, and then use it in a sentence. Yeah, it's like a, a, a cheesy networking kind of thing. And so I'm looking right. forward to schmoozing at the SKU camp coming up at the end of the month. That, Kirby, you're nailing it already. You, <laughs> you've hit the first home run of what will be many I'm in sure. this game. Yeah. So yes, it's when, you, when you're talking away to someone where you try to impress them in a friendly way. The sentence I came up with, because I came up with a few sentences of my own, Okay. That Kirby really knows how to schmooze his clients. See, okay. we're, we're on the same page already. All right. All right. Again, another easy one, lollygag. <laughs> you lollygag down to first base. You lolly. You know what that makes you? Lollygaggers. Lollygaggers. Uh, right. lazy. Yeah. Yeah. Someone who's messing around or doing something that's not useful, lazy. Um, one of Kirby's pet peeves is a worker that just lollygags day in and day out. Absolutely. And P.S. That's from Bull Durham, which is one of my top five favorite movies of all time. That is a good movie. Bamboozle. Uh, you kind of pull the wool over somebody's eyes. So you, you're, you would not be bamboozling them to say that there are supply chain issues. You're not trying to upsell them or bamboozle them. You're just trying to tell them the truth. Correct. Tricking someone into doing something. Uh, my sentence was, during games like this, Kirby feels bamboozled into doing this podcast. <laughs> Love it. All right, Kirby. Bloviate. Um, I have no idea what this means, uh, but the sentence I would use it in is when I eat too much fast food, I feel like my whole body bloviates. Okay. So you feel it means like bloated or something like that. Okay. Yeah. That's actually not bad. If the actual definition is someone who likes to ramble on, I will now use it in a sentence. Bill just can't resist bloviating on the podcast. Okay. I like that. That's good. So far. All I right, like Kirby. this. This is fun. All right. Titter. <laughs> um, Let's say I'm going to, I'm going to make it, uh, it, I don't, again, don't know what that means. So I'm going to, my head bopped from Tinder to Twitter to scamper. So I'm going to go with scamper. So okay. every morning um, I can feel, I can hear my dog, dog's feet over the wood floor, titter toward his water. Okay. Wrong. Um, you actually <laughs> had it right. Just by uh, to giggle or laugh. Okay. So okay. the sentence I had. I knew that Kirby would titter like a schoolgirl when I said this word. Okay, I like it. All right. That's good. Billingsgate. Billingsgate. That's interesting. I, I feel like I've heard this word before. Okay. Um, Billingsgate. <laughs> it sounds like a character from an 80s uh, sitcom, like mm -hmm. Mr. Billingsgate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he was a fifth grade teacher in Boy Meets World. Okay, wrong. <laughs> it means coarsely abusive language. Kirby uttered one Billings gate after another when describing this game to Amy. <laughs> okay, sorry. That's okay. Uh, we only have a few. Uh, hoe cake. <laughs> I'm sure I've heard that word before. 
Um, hoe cake. Trying to think of a way, a sentence I can use this that doesn't get me in trouble. Um, I, okay, so I'm going to say that the um, when I go into a bar in Nashville, the minty thing at the bottom of the urinal is a hoe cake. <laughs> okay, that's funny. Unfortunately, not the correct. I, I, I'm going to accept that. We're accepting that as the definition. The actual definition of the hoe cake is Southern style cornbread. The sense I had is I'm so hungry I could eat five pounds of hoe cake, but I'm going to rethink that given your definition of hoe cake. Okay. All right. So All I'm right. doing well then. I'm doing well. You're doing great. Bum fuzzle. <laughs> I, I'll be honest with you. I don't know what that means, but that's a fun word. I'm going to start where I want to know what that means at the end of this. Okay. So, because I think, so I'm going to say bum fuzzle means confused. So that, you know, like at the end of the day, mm -hmm. I, you know, I was talking to this person in leadership and they were so all over the place that I was bum fuzzled at what they meant. Did, did you hear that? You just hit another home run. You hit that. You actually used the word <laughs> properly. You did the definition. It is to confuse, perplex, or fluster. I wrote, I hope Kirby wasn't bum fuzzled at this point of the game. We only have a few more to go. All right. You ready? Next one. Feeling very strong. You should. Ready? Yeah. Titty nope. <laughs> um, Yeah, I don't know how I'm going to say that. Like, I, like everything that's popping you, in my you head You do have one pass. You do yeah, have no, one pass. I'm going to say uh, this is what my wife says to me on a regular basis. Okay. Now that we're all <laughs> uncomfortable, the actual definition is, uh, although your definition is acceptable totally and accurate. accurate <laughs> um, titty nope is a small amount of something that's left over. For example, there's a titty nope of work to do on the RFP before we send it off. Okay. Two more. <laughs> Two more. Okay. Dongle. Oh, a dongle is uh, a piece of equipment that connects uh, like a computer to mm -hmm. another piece. So like, well, I had to disconnect the dongle from my app, my MacBook Pro, because they've, they're so smart that they don't have a USB cord. Okay. Again, you've, <laughs> you've done great, Kirby. It's a piece of hardware that connects the computer to another device. The way I used it. Um, which is probably how you use it all time. Have you figured out which is the male end of that dongle? Right. Okay. Last one, Kirby. Sozzled. Sozzled. I, I don't know, but this is what I hope it means. How about that? Mm -hmm. So I'd say sozzled means drunk. So we do a new program called Thirsty Thursday. And if we do two or three of them in a row, sometimes I'm sozzled at work. Kirby, bingo, bango, bongo, you hit it on the head. It does mean drunk. Sozzled means drunk. I use it as Bill must have been completely sozzled when he came up with this game. I cannot believe how well you did. You are a maxer, a master of the English language, the veritable vice admiral of vernacular. I can't believe how well you did. But you know what else I can't believe, Kirby? Uh, tell me, Bill, please how insanely awesome Hirsch gift is and their partnership with nimble. We're all both holding our nibble champ portable charge 10 K again, 10,000 milliamps in this little thing. Really cool. It doesn't weigh a lot folks. And it's super compact. The, the branding is phenomenal, but I, we think the, the most exciting thing, we all see great, cool brands that are, uh, uh, you know, decorated. Well, mm -hmm. the partnership they have with nimble is so cool. Um, <laughs> excuse me. It's amazing. Nimble is, uh, they've created a new path for personal tech because they're climate neutral certified. 
They are uh, a, a certified B Corporation. They're a member of number one for the planet. Kirby's showing the, how big big the actual uh, piece is by yeah, holding- Smaller than a business card, card yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. Really great. But they're also a member of number of 1% for the planet, where 1% of their annual revenue goes to environmental nonprofits. And they, they, they walk the walk. They give you a great little pouch to put your old electronics in you're not using anymore. And they have drop-off locations all across the United States. Hirsch Gift is one of them. You really need to know a lot more about this product, and, and, and it's truly amazing. Head over to HG Promo. I'm sorry, hg-promo.com slash nimble. You absolutely will not be sorry you did, and Mother Earth will thank you. Papa K will thank you. Bitter Bill is just going to remind you to talk to your clients about the flotilla that's out in L.A. Harbor right now. That's right.